totally agree. Jason did do a great job last week. Oh, come on, we were in no fit state to record. What with me coughing every two seconds and you blowing that nose of yours. I'm sure this shed nearly came down. Yes, I know my voice still isn't back fully, but we're going to give it a go, aren't we? On second thoughts, did you give him that thank you box of chocolates I bought? Yes, they were for him. Yeah, didn't think they'd make it to him. Anywho, what's on the board this week, chap? Well, and and we've got some magic and Pokemon stories. We've also got some news regarding Ark Nova. And more troubles over on crowdfunding. So, you know what to do? Hit it. Well, the prototype Ark Nova expansion was entitled Aquarius but has now been granted its official title of Ark Nova Marine Worlds. It's an expansion for the zoo-building board game Ark Nova, and introduces multiple new elements to the game, mainly being the addition of sea animals that each have to be played in new special enclosures that must be built adjacent to water. Many new features included in the expansion have also been revealed along with its official name. Going aquatic, obviously the main addition is the new sea creatures. Roughly half the new sea animals in the expansion are reef dwellers, and whenever you add a reef dweller to your zoo, you trigger the ability of all the reef dwellers in your zoo. And to deal with the dilution of the deck, naturally caused by adding all these new sea cards, that feature, a wave icon, and whenever it is revealed in the display, you discard the first card in the row, then replenish. A new fourth university, the Breed Registry, is available on the association board, and if you take it, you claim one of six special universities from the reserve that feature one research icon and one of six animal icons. When you take this registry, you reveal cards from the top of the deck and keep the first revealed card with an animal icon on it that matches your chosen university. Your action cards have an upgrade too. For each of your five action cards, four alternate versions with a little twist will be available. Players draft these action cards at the start of play, replacing two of their standard action cards with these new ones, increasing the asymmetry in the game. The build action, for example, might allow you to spend two money once per action to build over a water or indeed a rock space with the upgraded side of the card allowing you to do this for free. The animal action, however, allows you to ignore one condition on an animal card that you're playing when you have the chance to put down two into play. As well as all that, new bonus tiles and indeed final scoring cards will also be included, playing to the addition of all the new aquatic cards. Every so often, as we know here, Wizards of the Coast releases a new set of cards for Magic the Gathering, based on a famous IP in their Magic the Gathering Universes Beyond line. These sets can't be legally played in most formats from the get-go, but often add a lot of fun in their own special bubble. Examples of these sets include the likes of The Walking Dead, Warhammer 40k, Street Fighter and even Stranger Things. Well, the next big set to be released for Magic the Gathering Universes Beyond this year will be a Doctor Who crossover. 
Although not much was given away on the announcement, the upcoming Commander set is sure to bring plenty of interesting cards, utilising the series' long list of monsters and the different Doctors alongside their companions and locations. Doctor Who, for those of you living under a rock for the last 60 years, is a British sci-fi series that began way back in 1963. The Doctor and their companions travel through time and space in a vintage police box called the TARDIS, undertaking adventures, which usually consist of taking down an evil villain or a monster, and just generally saving the day. With the announcement of the crossover, we were privy to a few more details. We're getting four commander decks and secret lairs. Each commander deck will be filled with cards from the TV series, from locations to monsters, such as the likes of the Daleks, the Master, and indeed the Cybermen. The cards themselves will be a mix of cards already printed with a Doctor Who theme, as well as some entirely new cards. A planes card was shown which includes artwork of the TARDIS in a desert area. Another image showed a reprint of the white-blue card, Fractured Identity, with the new artwork being of the fourth Doctor handing out some jelly beans. The Doctor Who set is penciled in for an October 13th, 2023 release date. We all know the buzz when a new set of cards is released for your favourite TCG, namely Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! among the others. Originally aimed at a younger audience, a Japanese hobby shop has decided to ban adults from purchasing Pokemon trading cards after numerous previous sellouts left its target audience empty-handed. It's an extreme measure, albeit a warranted one, as many adults have been hoarding these cards and selling them online to make a quick buck. Haruya 2, a hobby shop in Akahabara, has decided to limit the purchase of trading cards to high schoolers and young adults. This is going to be a rule that the store takes seriously, as IDs must be shown before purchases of these collectibles can be made. Store manager Sho Watanabe explained that this is due to numerous sellouts from adults and wanting to serve the core demographic, which is indeed teens and kids. He went on to explain those with the ability to buy boxes at a time are denying those younger gamers the boosters they need to enhance their own decks and indeed the joy of the chase when a new set arrives. There's more fun and games over on the crowdfunding site Kickstarter as the publisher Mythic Games has had to ask backers for additional funds on their pledges. The tabletop adaptation of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six video game adaptation, Six Siege, which finished its crowdfunding campaign back in mid-2021, has asked its 11,000 Kickstarter backers for additional funds to produce and deliver their games. In an update on the board game's Kickstarter page, Mythic outlined the additional costs required for backers to receive their copies. In most cases, backers will need to pay around half of their original pledge again. For those backers who pledged for the core pledge rewards at $69 or £54, they'll need to provide an additional $39 or £31, while those at the highest tier who have already pledged $269 or £214 will have to produce an extra $129 or £102. Mythic assured backers that each amount had been calculated to exactly cover the printing costs for their specific pledge rewards. The studio said that in order for printing and shipping to go ahead, a minimum commitment rate would need to be met by backers within the next two weeks. 
If the threshold isn't met, Mythic confirmed that it would be forced to completely cancel production and distribution of the game, with backers being reimbursed for their original pledges. For those individual backers who are unwilling or unable to pay the extra shipping, Mythic confirmed that their games would not be delivered as part of the game's planned fulfilment this October. While the studio said that it would grant refunds requested by backers, Mythic Games added, These refunds will continue as long as they do not jeopardise the delivery of the project, and we will remain open to other possibilities to deliver to you by monitoring the evolution of prices, even if it seems very unlikely that they will decrease in the coming months. According to Mythic, there are multiple reasons the company was forced to request additional funds for the Six Siege campaign. Most notably, the effects caused by the combined crisis of Covid and indeed the war in Ukraine, alongside the rising cost of manufacturing materials such as paper and card, increased labour costs and shipping fees caused by record container prices. The publisher also acknowledged that Six Siege's creation has been much more expensive than it planned, resulting in a longer and more costly development. On our side, it must be said, we spent much more than expected in the development of the game, with more people than we expected working on it and longer than we originally estimated, which caused extra costs, but also has the advantage of having an optimal, well-tested, varied and balanced game in the end. Mythic previously ended up in a similar situation with its adaptation of indie video game Darkest Dungeon last summer, asking backers to cover 50% of the additional costs required to see the board game to completion. In its Six Siege update, the company claimed that more than 80% of Darkest Dungeon backers opted to stump for the additional shipping. In that case, backers who pledged for the core board game were asked to pay an additional $18 or £15. Mensa, the famous IQ measuring organisation, has offered up its latest selection of this year's best board games that will test your mental capabilities. The Mensa Select Awards pick out five board games each year, the exception being the Covid-caused gap in 2020, which following year selected 10 games that fulfil their judging criteria of being original in concept, challenging and well-designed, typically trending towards accessible rules and high value for their price. Since the annual awards began in 1990, winners have included Magic the Gathering, Hive, Dominion, Azul and Shuin by Nomative Terminism in Genius. The board games awarded Immensa Select Seal in 2022, Athenium, Mystic Library, Genotype, Life of a Chameleon, Mayabi and Shifting Stones. This year's recipients were decided by a panel of 400 judges during a four-day marathon held at the Mind Games event in Columbus, Ohio, between April the 20th and 23rd. So the five Mensa Select winners for 2023 are Trekking Through History, designed by Charlie Bink and published by Underdog Games, a card-drafting game in which players travel through time to collect famous historical events, scoring points for forming chronological sets of moments, such as hitting the books with Alexander the Great in 342 BCE, and sharing a dream with Martin Luther King Jr. in 1963. 
Reiner Knizia's Miller Fiore, published by Schmidt Spiel, another card-driven game about glass production and trading, with the name Miller Fiore, or Thousand Flowers, referring to a decorative glasswork technique. Gartenbau, by designers David Abelson and Alex Johns, and published by 25th Century Games. This tile arrangement game, set during the Victorian age and featuring artwork by artists of the period, sees players grow their garden by adding tiles to their personal tableau. Amiable-minded favourite, Acropolis, by Jules Massand and Gigamic. This colourful city-building game that also won Game of the Year at France's prestigious Asdor Awards. And lastly, Boop from Scott Brady and Smirk and Laughter Games. This delightfully simple and visually adorable abstract strategy game in which players bounce kittens and cats around a bed in an attempt to form three in a row. We all love a bit of Lego, don't we? Well, 25 years ago, Brick Wars was born. Although out of a legal dust surrounding a 1990s homebrew war game, Lego Wars, which was issued a cease and desist into oblivion by the Lego Group for its specific name-dropping of the brick-based toys. Anywho, Brick Wars is a Warhammer-like miniatures game playable with all your own Lego minifigures. Designer Mike Rayhawks initially created Brick Wars in 1995 as a legally distinct clone of Eric O'Dell and R. Todd Ogren's playful brick-based Warhammer 40,000 parody, before the game swiftly grew into its own evolving rule set separate to LEGO Wars ahead of its first definitive release in 1997. In the decades since, Brick Wars has gone through a number of revisions and additions released for free online, as well as spinning out into the faster, simpler Quick Wars. Its latest rule set was released in 2020. While past iterations of the game have been released as printable PDFs, Brick Wars' upcoming physical rulebook will mark the first time that the ever-changing rule set has been solidified in an official retail release. Publisher Modifius rather knowingly describes the upcoming RPG as absolutely, definitively, the definitive edition of Brick Wars. The new edition will feature revamped rules based on feedback from the Brick Wars community, supplementing the game's toy box-like glee in encouraging players to break the rules and apply the lore of fudge to maximise fun over rules nitpicking. The rulebook will include details on building minifig specialists for use in games ranging from superpowered heroes to engineering mechanics and everyday civilians. They can be equipped with the book's armory of weapons and abilities, including the likes of a nuclear catapult, chainsaws, or just a brick. True to the endless customization and chaos offered by a box of Lego or equivalent block-based toy, Brick Wars MOC or My Own Creation system allows players to define the gameplay attributes of anything they can build out of a pile of bricks. Gameplay is kept straightforward with units typically moving a distance defined by its move stat, performing one action such as an attack or special ability. Combat and other tests are resolved with a simple die roll, usually being a d6 or a d10 for more powerful abilities. If the roll overcomes a target's armor value, they take damage. Damage can lead to defeat or a reduction in ability depending on the figure. The upcoming rulebook will also include heroic escapades rules for playing matches in an ongoing campaign, in which multiple heroes from a player's army scrap over loot 
across different battlefields until one side runs out of budget, triggering a final showdown. Brick Wars Retail Edition will be released by Modifius later this year. And here's the Board Game Geek Top 5 Hotness. So as a reminder, these games on the list may already be out, due to come out or crowdfunding at the moment. It tends to be a list based on what people are searching for over on Board Game Geek right now. And we're on to the top five as of recording. In five is Wishland from Lost Games Entertainment. The worker placement Euro game based on the management of a theme park has its latest expansion on Kickstarter at the moment. In four, still in the mix at the top is Heat, pedal to the metal from Days of Wonder. Surely it's got to run out of fuel at some point. In three, Inside Up Games Earth maintains its orbit around the top five. This world builder doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. In two, we mentioned it earlier and no surprises up near the top is Mythic Games 6 Siege, the board game. Based on Tom Clancy's long-running video game series and having troubles over there on Kickstarter at the moment. In one, another earlier mention and one we're personally looking forward to is Ark Nova Marine Worlds. The upcoming expansion to Ark Nova sees us donning our wetsuits and taking to the wet stuff from publishers Fjörlundspiel. And we have to do it, we're heading on over to Kickstarter. So, Kickstarter's not been getting any good press lately, but Boss Dog Games has a good track record, and we even own one of their games here at the office in the form of Farting Frenchies. Well, the publisher, alongside releasing Farting Frenchies, Boss Dog and Bear Staredown, has its latest title, Ninja Sloths, over on the crowdfunding platform. So, deep in the jungle lies an elite squad of super secretive ninja sloths who have mastered the art of both speed and stealth. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to lead your clan of ninja sloths to victory by avoiding those pesky guards, heisting precious gems, all while sabotaging your friends and making it out of the jungle alive. Ninja Sloths is a 2-4 player, or 6 with the expansion, and is a turn-based competitive strategic card game. In this game, you'll assemble a squad of ninja sloths to heist gems from the evil guards while working to avoid the sabotage of your foes. The game also includes items you can equip to your squad like weapons and action cards. Create your path to victory by building the ultimate ninja squad and heisting the most gems from the guards or perhaps even your friends. Obviously, the player who heists the most gems wins the game. And on to pledge levels, and there are a lot. Up first is the base game, that's it, just the standard edition of the game for just £16 or $20. However, £28 or $35 gets you the Kickstarter exclusive extra players edition. This will get you the Kickstarter exclusive edition of the base game and all the Kickstarter exclusive extra cards, player mats and the Sorceress expansion boosting the player count to 6. You can push your pledge to £39 or $49 and that will get you everything that I've just mentioned. Plus the ability to add you or a loved one as a guard within the game. And not just one, but three copies of it to put throughout your unique personal deck. There's a couple more pledges for multiple copies of the game or to include copies of Boss Dog's other titles. But I'll let you go and find out those for yourself. 
Talking of Lego, I found those pieces you were missing this morning. Yeah, on the way to the lav. In the dark. With my foot. Yes, that was me screaming. Well, okay, let's go finish that Lego Death Star we've started. First things first, gotta say goodbye to everyone. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week.